The Columbus River Dragons are back on the ice this fall looking for another league championship. Season ticket memberships for every home game in the 2022-23 season are available now by visiting rdragons.com slash tickets or by calling the offices at 706-507-4625. Don't miss familiar foes like the Carolina Thunderbirds and the Watertown Wolves come to town. Or how about the newest southern rival to the FPHL, the Mississippi Sea Wolves. Ticket packages start as low as $300 for all 28 home games this season. Call 706-507-4625 for more details. Happy New Year. Oh, well, Mark kind of spoiled it a little bit, but welcome everybody to a brand new episode of Two Minutes Roughing. Uh, first off, we'd like to apologize for missing last week. We decided a bit randomly without telling anybody to uh, take a quick break and uh, enjoy the Christmas time. You know, I'll, um, I'll, I'll take the hit. It was my idea. I figured we'd take a week off. Enjoy the holidays, and you know, I hope our listeners, I hope you enjoyed your holidays as well, whether you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any other holidays as well. I hope you all enjoyed it, and I hope everyone was safe, especially with the weather in the the United States uh, the last couple weeks. Yeah, so Mark, Um, hang on, on. we didn't get, we we were talking a little bit before the show, but we didn't bring this up. Did you get hit at all by the uh, thing, the, uh, the giant Arctic blast? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, going to work in, like, negative fucking, like, 10 degrees. <laughs> oh, here, you know what the funny part is? I didn't tell you this. So there was a day when I came, like, it was, like, middle of the afternoon because that's about when I would leave. Like, that's when I would uh, get out, get off from work. When I walked out of the car, went, like, in the, the small walk from the car to the door, and it was like negative five out, and I only have like a jacket on. Like I only have like a lo- like a black jacket on. It's a little big, but like nothing crazy. And I'm just like, this actually feels kind of nice when it's negative five. Wow, this is me, but this is also the me when it's eighty five degrees out. I want to die. So uh, you can you, see you, where you, my tolerance is. Oh, you're just not used to that Alabama humidity, baby. You, you got to oh, yeah, take care thing. of it. Gloria gets gets humid. Sure, it gets humid. It, yeah, it, you haven't experienced Alabama humidity though. No, you know what? No, you know what? I'll no, I'll raise you this. I've been in South, like middle of nowhere, South Carolina during the summer. Eh, that's okay. It, it was rough. Been... No, and tried uh... doing that while also moving shit. <laughs> because that's the thing that happened. That's a that's a whole other story Ooh, for another time. But anyway, oh, that's more so because there's some baggage with that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, uh, for those who have survived the post-Christmas Arctic blast, uh, I know for uh, those it's of snowstorm, us in, like that's another thing. It was when yeah. the Arctic blast. It was well for us in snowstorm. Huntsville. Uh, we got snow. Uh, we got more than expected, and then the roads uh, decided because again, Huntsville. If you live here, you know it's a very uh, hill-based uh, region, very mountainous. Have foothills of the Appalachians for a reason. And uh, we enjoyed our roads getting shut down for quite a bit, everything getting delayed, going to work. Uh, so that was uh, very fun. And yeah. Um, so I guess let's just kind of get into it when it comes to the ice. Uh, besides the black ice on the roads that we had to experience, uh, mm-hmm. even though we took a break, the Fed and the SPHL kept going. Um, so let's go straight into it and start talking about well, the some division. teams kept going. Yes, well, some teams. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But uh, the uh, the FPHL, the Continental Division, 
Uh, let's just start off with Columbus first. Um, they have kept going. Last 10, they're 8-1-1. One, and one. I mean, is this team just still a machine at this point, Mark? I mean, yes, there's no chance but, coming. Yes, but they did just lose a big piece today. They did just lose a big piece today. I'm not. Did you see it? Yes, I did. I'm gonna let you. I'll, I'll yeah. Let you so, take it. so we're filming this on on Wednesday, yes. 28th, and just earlier today, Bailey McBurney, as he was getting called up to Knoxville, I do believe, to the SPHL, has been traded, traded to who the the Seawolves. Uh, Seawolves, yes. Yeah. Uh, in exchange for I forgot the name, but let me grab it. But real uh, let's be real. That is a top goaltender in this league, in the Fed, that just got traded. And no matter uh, how got, he's uh, listen, that's uh, a let huge me interrupt real quick. Columbus. Uh, Columbus, uh, Columbus got Chuck Costello uh, in return yeah. for Bailey. Like, uh, let me see his stats. Be up there for it's, a while. It's just crazy. Like, that's a, I don't care who you are, that's a huge, huge uh, loss. Like, Bailey Bernie has been one of the main reasons why the River Dragons have been such a machine. Now, I do wonder if that trade was made because maybe the River Dragons don't expect him back. Yeah, that, that that's my theory. I think I think they believe that he's going to be sticking around in, the, in Knoxville, and I don't really? think he is. Uh, Which is crazy because yeah. I thought Knoxville, they have a pretty decent tandem typically themselves with uh, Pareda and Steed. Now, we're going to talk about this because uh, Huntsville had an amazing comeback on Monday night live during Talking Miners, which we'll get to discuss. Oh, right. I remember that. Yeah, that, that's but the thing But this might be a bit of a panic call-up when it comes to that solution. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, why not um, just go – I mean, honestly, though, why not just go – oh, I, I now I remember. I was going to say why not uh, go for uh, oh, the Motor City guy. Trevor uh, Babin. Yeah, why? But I was gonna say Babin, but I think he's still under SPHL suspension. Yeah, I think that. I, I think, think that actually might be why. Yeah, he played well. I like the way he played well when he played. Yeah, he played well until he decided to go full Rambo. Be fair, that was amazing though. It was, yeah, it was. It was, it was. But so let's just move on to Motor City. Uh, they are sitting and enjoying second place, uh, even though they are thirteen points behind first. Uh, Motor City. I mean. Uh, they, I, I know. I mean, we, everyone kind of looked at the rosters. Most of it was kind of one of the teams that was that expansion wise expected to be up there. Uh, but Motor City is just doing super well. I mean, a better success than we thought at this point. Maybe, maybe uh, I, I just say that because I remember like Motor City was kind of like a wild card. I, I think I had them pinned as a wild card. They were either going to be really good or. Or just kind of not, and I think they went towards the former because we weren't quite sure given their team makeup. Like they had some really good pieces, but you know they're still a new team, so we weren't quite sure. And I'm not like entirely surprised that they're there, but at the same time, they could have definitely been one of the lower teams in the division. Yeah, I mean, look, Motor City has 100% taken advantage of. Having Portier on play him a lot, but not to be fair. Yeah, not to be fair. Those mostly Portier on Carolina. We'll get to those last two in a little bit. They are really close. They are, they are. really close. So it's not because you have Motor City who's played twenty-two games, 
40 points. Port Huron, 24 games, 38 points. And Carolina, 19 games, 33 points, which, by the way, is a better winning percentage than Port Huron. They are close. Like, those three teams are close. While they are, all three of those teams are probably absolutely making the playoffs at this point because of the fifth team, uh, seeding between two to four, it's anyone's game. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we're kind of talking about them. Let's just go and talk about Port Huron. Again, they are keeping it close. They're only two points behind second, um, which, again, uh, Motor City loses a game. Port Huron wins a game in the Fed. That's three points. Uh, you can easily make that jump, which I believe they happen to be playing very soon. Let me check. Port yes, Huron Port Huron right is now. playing right now, but They're they are losing to Elmira. Yep. One, at the time of recording this, you can pinpoint pretty well when we're recording this, it's currently one nothing Elmira. At uh, First Arena, I do believe. Is yes, but yeah. Motor City and Port Huron do happen to play each other on Friday. Uh, yeah. So that is something to look forward to. Uh, but uh, Port Huron, definitely a team that is definitely outperforming, uh, but in a good way. And I think they're gonna keep, they have, they have made a roster that I think anyone really expected. And if they keep going the way they are, they're going to enjoy second and third. Sacrificial Lamb, possibly, but uh, definitely a team that should enjoy the success they are having. And, that, uh, and then you have the next team, Carolina. Just because of the amount of games, like the lower amount of games they play, it's a little harder to pinpoint. Because, like I said, they may have thirty-three, only have thirty-three points, but they have a better winning percentage than Port Huron, and are actually, I think, in regards to winning percentage, they're actually closer to Motor City than Port Huron too. Uh, yeah, they are, of course. It's, um, Carolina so has it's a hard to, nine, and they have uh, the same amount of wins as uh, Port Huron, but. The biggest difference is the regulation wins is the issue. They have, while they have the same amount of re- like wins overall, uh, Port Huron has 11 regulation wins and Carolina only has eight. Yeah, that, that is something else to but kind of look the goal at. differential is a lot better for Carolina, actually. Carolina actually has a, their uh, goal, their differential is about like Beamptons, which is pretty good. Mm. Well, I, I mean, Carolina, look, um, I'm still not eating it yet because I feel like Mississippi is making some moves where, and we still have another half of the season to go. Um, but Carolina is definitely outperforming my expectations uh, so far this season. Carolina, I feel like they could be sneaky. They could be sneaky. I'm. They are playing really well, better than what people probably expected. And you know, I'm even going to say that. And they are a team that have still have players with ex- with playoff experience. Mm. Yeah. They they could sneak. They I I would not be shocked if maybe they made it past the first round at least. Maybe they maybe they are the ones who take on Columbus or oh that would be a series. Ugh. That that ooh that would be a series. Although imagine although. At that point, though, imagine a Motor City versus Port Huron series. That would be pretty good, also. Yeah, <laughs> there's a like I'll say this: the Continental Division. I I would not be upset with Port Huron versus Columbus. That would not be bad at all because that's that's a pretty good matchup. Yeah, Motor City and Carolina would also be really good. Well, actually, well, how are they doing the seating? I just thought about that. Hmm? How are they doing? Are they doing one versus four and two versus three? 
Uh, it's um, from my understanding, it's basically um, I'm trying to remember now. I want to say it's maybe I, I forgot the format. I think it's the top seed gets by, but I'm trying to remember why now. But now maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering something. That'd be weird if it is. Yeah, maybe weird. I'm thinking of it. Oh, I'm thinking of the old format when they didn't have they had. I feel like it has games. to be one versus four. So we'll yeah yeah yeah. Right it's, now, it's, it's top it four, top four, then one faces four, two faces. So three. right now, as it stands, it would be actually like the regional matchups against each other in the Continental. It would be Columbus yeah. versus Carolina and Murray State versus Prairie Huron, which both of those are actually like insanely which, good first-round series. Yeah, which, by the way, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but it would be the same thing, basically, for the uh, Empire Division, which is kind I of I mean, cool. Empire Division is just close in general, to be fair, but... Yeah. If anything, actually... Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to it, but... Yeah. Before we get to that, though, let, let, let's just talk about number five in the Continental. Look, Mississippi is definitely a team that is underperforming. It's a team that I still think can do you something. Know, they won recently. They won a game recently. Just a couple of games ago, they actually won a game or something. All like right, that. all right, Mister Funny Guy. Anyway, fair. No, I say it because that is genuinely the first win they've had in how long? I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you you know you know you don't want to say it because you know I'm speaking the truth. <laughs> like. Are they look? I don't think they're as bad as they once were, but they're still not good at all. In fact, just last Friday they lost nine to one to Carolina. That all right, moving on. Danbury. Um, okay, uh, Danbury is kind of uh, trashy. Okay, can, yeah, we need to talk about that. At you know, this point, we no, we have a friend. We won't name the name. But even he's even saying that the team's kind of dirty. No, I'll and, say, I'll say it. I'm not going to say that repeated this part. Chris, your team is full of goons, and this is starting to reach unacceptable levels. It, like, look, to be fair, you know my thoughts on Ansbury. I've gone on record saying I'm not a fan. No, no, of no, no. Now it's my turn to talk oh, about Ansbury. Oh, yay. Join me. Join me. Danbury needs to cut the man loose, let him go fight, let him have Ice Wars. I love Ice Wars, by the way. Shout out to them. Shout out to AJ. Let him go do rough and rowdy. This is not acceptable in the Fed. I understand Danbury is a team that is very physical and is a team that is very much uh, in your face. Billy, you know I, know, I know you. I like. I know you like to tune in every once in a while. So heed my advice on this. Let the man go. You are making fans want to basically kill your team. This is like reaching very unacceptable levels. Someone is going to get paralyzed. Someone is going to get extremely hurt and be forced to retire from the sport because of this man. Uh, he can he can act tough all he wants. This is unacceptable. It's not okay. He needs to be released or he needs to be, be told uh, you do something stupid again by the league. You are forced uh, a suspension for the entire season. It's not funny anymore. It's not okay. It needs to end. That's you my know, take on Nansbury. Thinking about it. And and I'm gonna bring the SPHL into this, and you're you're gonna maybe I'm not sure if you're gonna be surprised by this or not, but Danbury is what other SPHL is what SPHL fans think Peoria is. Think Peoria is. See, Peoria, I, I never yeah, said that though. I never Peoria said that. Are, is a physical team, and they're really good. They are a very physical team, and they yeah yeah hey, they no, 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 no 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 let me hang on. But Danbury takes it to another level. Another okay, level yeah, that's, yeah does not need to be. That's what SPHL fans, I feel like, think Peoria is. 
That's what Danbury is, actually is. Like, Danbury, they are a really good team. They are excellent. They don't even need the, that level of physicality. They are, like, like, they are one of the best teams in this league and could very well, by springtime, be Commissioner's Cup champions. They do not need a player like Amesbury. They do not need the insane amount. <laughs> but what's going on, Mark? You went silent. <laughs> uh, don't worry. But anyway, uh, oh god, the fact the fact it was that song. Uh, the fact they Danbury doesn't need it. Danbury does not need it. They are like I said, they're one of the best teams. They have the. I, I'm looking at the Pelly minutes. They have almost a hundred more Pelly minutes than any other team in this freaking league. And the other team that's and this team that's in second is Delaware. Yeah, like they do not need that. They don't need it, sir. Physicality can work wonders. Like I said, Peoria does it with flying colors. They are pest, but what they are doing is not being pest. They're being headhunters. They are being horribly, horribly, horribly just, abusive to other players. Yeah, I'll say it. it, it it's it, it's frustrating. They don't need to be doing what they're doing to win games because they can win games very easily without it. And yet they still just allow it to happen. Yeah. All right. And moving on before I, I say something, it's anything stupid again, but yeah, it's that's it. That Danbury is a good team. They do not need Amesbury. Amesbury needs to be told by the league that he needs to chill out or suspended for the rest of the year. Or Danbury just needs to let him go. Is that's that has to be one of the, it's one of the two solutions. Uh, Binghamton. Keeping it up right there, seven and three in the last ten. I mean, I think second's basically a lock for these guys. They're only uh, eight points behind at the moment, but still, yeah. uh, they are. You know, I, I think second's a lock. Yeah, I mean, they didn't play this past Friday, which you know, I gotta talk about. I gotta talk about. I'll, I'll, I'll let uh, just just for the record for the the Fed office people listening. Uh, I do not endorse these words that are about to be said. Look, you know, here's the thing. No, I'll give them a little bit of a pass here. I'll give them a little bit of a pass here. They about made a horrible decision, but I think they realized the fan reactions on social media, it was not going to be pretty if they allowed the Beampton Watertown game on Friday to go on. For those who may not be, someone not be aware, the state of New York was under a, basically roads were shut down. Roads were shut down. No, there there was a basically a travel ban. Unless you had essential travel, you were not supposed to be on those roads. And even then, they were basically highly discouraging people from traveling at all. Meanwhile, the league offices of the Fed were originally going to make Watertown travel to Binghamton in these conditions, which would which would would have required actually passenger vehicles because. Public transportation, like what they would, like buses, like they would usually use, were not going to be viable because those were taken down because of the travel ban. So, luckily, before it got any further, the league was like, okay, the game is now postponed, and that's luckily how it, how it stayed. Like, they avoided a huge catastrophe, so I'll give them a little credit on that. But it should never have gone to that point in, to begin with. 
That would be, yeah, it, it, would, it would be a very bad idea to have. Like, there were yeah. there were Beaverton and Watertown fans, and actually not even just them. Like there were fans across the league who were raid, who who were violently angry about the possibility of one of those players getting hurt or worse. That's the biggest thing. I think the Fed realized that they could have had a huge liability issue on their hands. Well, the, I, I think, like we said, we should we should also applaud the the the, the Fed for uh, realizing, hey, this is probably a very bad idea, and we at least and, and there was, I this is basically true that look, the league was I'm, going to fine and suspend people for not going. Word got out, and look, thankfully the, the you, after you some mean like reaction, what they did with Mississippi. Well, Mississippi's kind of a different case. But, but the thing is, okay, I, I avoided talking about this earlier, but since we're on the topic now, that several players from Mississippi are currently under a four-game suspension because they did not travel with the team to, what was it? Uh, Port, it was Port Huron. Yeah. I think. Oh, no, it was Carolina. It was Carolina. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, but, but because, but that's because, like, in the South, because we were talking about this. Before, I think was it before the podcast, or no, no, we were bit. talking about it here too. Yeah, um, the South as well was hit by the Arctic blast. Like, the, the Arctic blast, anywhere from like west, like west of the Rockies, or not west, east of the Rockies, got hit by the Arctic blast down into Texas and everything. Like even a little bit of Florida, like it was insane. And because of that, though, the roads down south were also really bad. And therefore, even Mississippi going to Carolina was not a great idea. Like, the whole, like, the fact that any games were played, and and I'm going to say that in in any league during that time, is an absolute miracle. Because some of these games, either the teams were already there, like, there was some rough travel conditions that I'm surprised some of these games got played. I mean, yeah, it's hundred percent true. Like the league should have 100% kind of maybe did pull some post moments. I mean, the SPHL had a couple. Yeah. Uh, I know those would be made up basically on, on basically what, what was not formerly off days, but it's just, I don't know. I don't think these players should have been suspended given the circumstance. Like if it was, Something fruit, if it's something frugal, you know, or, or something like just you know, wishy washy for a reason, like that would make more sense. I'm not gonna say that the rule itself is, is dumb, but I think given the context of the situation, they should not be suspended. Mm. Given, like, like I said, probably any player who decided to travel in, in the recent weather because it was. Something it was definitely something. Uh, like I, yeah. I'm just concerned. I, I'm just concerned for the players and and any staff that travels like that. Because the last thing you want to see is them traveling out in that in that crap, and then one of them when they don't really have to be, and then someone or multiple people getting hurt or worse. That's yeah. That was my biggest concern, and that was the main concern with the Watertown Binghamton situation. And I think it may have should have been stretched even further than just New York because I'm, I know that was only postponed because of the travel ban. 
But I think maybe the league should have used advised a little bit more caution just just across the board, just due to the conditions across the league footprint. Well, yeah, I, I agree. Again, I'm, I'm glad the right choice was made. Um, and I hope the players suspended kind of the league kind of maybe after a couple, maybe after maybe a game, let them go because I, I disagree uh, with those suspensions very much. But uh, I guess let's just quickly kind of talk about Wartown because they barely played during That's our saying, break because of the of the. No, they, I don't think they played at all. I don't think they yeah. played at all since the last time we talked because their game against Delaware on this past Monday was also postponed. Yeah, so they so, have not played since. Yeah. Uh, but again, uh, a team that is definitely enjoying that third spot, uh, and I think they're taking it for now. Stride. Yeah, for now, like because I think another team is coming for that spot. Mm-hmm. And well, let's I just go and talk about that trade, Elmira. Yes, Elmira, so, you're you're starting to waken up a bit. You're four, yeah. four, and two in your last ten. Yeah, can can we let's just go and talk about that trade a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ryan Marker uh, joining the water. I mean, I know it's a watch out. The Elmira Mammoth. Yeah. Um, so Ryan Marker, friend of the podcast. Was, I, yes. I still remember our discussion. It was great to have him on. Yeah, he I he returned to Delaware, which in itself was surprising. But I think it was partially because he, you know, I think I could. Uh, can I say this now? Can I, uh, I would say what you think is okay. I don't want Matt yelling at you. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like. Look, how about this? Okay, I can say this. I don't think it was much of a secret that Marker and Delaware didn't have the greatest relationship. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, look, we we talked about it in the podcast with him. Yeah, that, that's that the thing. Like, so I think that I think that's yeah. part of the reason maybe why he went back to Delaware, so he can build up a bit more trust with the team, and then they can give him the trade that he was kind of wanting from the get go. Yeah. And and, he, and he's with a, like he's not like a great team, but like Elmira's a team, I would say on the rise right now because they yes. they I I could see them. I don't think they're gonna do much really with the playoffs, but I could see them coming for Watertown's third place. I could see it. They 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 play two more games and are then Watertown. They're five points behind, so they still have some catching up to do, but it's not impossible. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely a a thing that you can have open over there. Uh, but I guess let's talk about the last thing real quick, which is of course um, Delaware. And I mean, they had a little bit of drama re- just the last couple days. Can, can we can we even say that? Is that official? I don't. Okay, I don't. Okay, how about this? How about this? we can talk about at least the fact? Hey, that, let, me, let me just check the. Let me hey, Nick Marmar. Let me check the transactions. Let yep. me say. Yeah, he's on. He's uh, ooh, ooh, wait. He's not on that. Um, he's yeah, he's not on, on okay. There. Yeah, we won't. I won't say anything then. Mm, but it, it feels like it feels like more of an open thing though, because it, it's been talked about. Has been talked about publicly though. I feel like I feel like some people have been talking about. I I, I feel so bad for listeners right now because like they are they're probably wondering who are they talking about. How about we this? Know. How about this? <laughs> it's, how about this? We'll, we'll keep it somewhat vague. Don't be surprised since it's not fully, fully confirmed yet, even though it's pretty much there, that there's a huge player 
that may or may not be still on the Thunder anymore. That's very fair. That that's that's the that's as vague as I could put it. But I feel like for a lot of people who are listening to this podcast know what I am talking about. Yeah, and it's a huge. It's a pretty big player. And after Ryan Marker has already been traded away, losing another big player is rough for Delaware when they've already are only a one win team. And it's yeah. There's you know what you know what. God, I, I'm about to eat a little bit of a crow, and I'm I'm gonna almost want to hit myself for about what I'm about to say. Because there have been things in the background from what I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing. It's given me a bit more respect for some for a certain somebody. And that somebody Ooh. is the owner of the Delaware Thunder. Ooh. And now I've I'm not sure if I've fully said it on here, but I haven't been the biggest fan of senior. I think I think we both kind of made that kind of clear. <laughs> well, here's the thing. He's gained a few more he's gained a few points with me as of late. From oh, what the, it look, sound, from what it sounded look, like, and then I, I, I kind of think I'll kind of I think I'll kind of translate here, so it's not inside baseball. Um, that I have been very happy as just someone who covers and happens to be very lucky to kind of have an inside track with the league that things are moving in a more positive direction when it comes to relationships. With it seems like ownership. yeah, it seems like he's been doing a lot better lately, which is good. Good. I, I, because I've, yeah, because we've talked about before, Senior has not been in a good light with us. But he lately, he's, it seemed from what I'm hearing from certain people within the league, that's all I'm going to say, he's actually gotten better. He's gotten better with things and good. That's how it should be. And I hope it keeps up because. It's not from what I've heard. The things he's been doing has been pretty, actually, pretty dang good. Like, yeah, like he's actually been doing a lot of extra good things. It's like, okay, like, like we need more of that. We need more of that. Not, not the type of owner that we heard about in the past. You know, that's yeah. We need more of that. So keep you no. Know, see, if you're somehow listening to this, keep it up, keep it up because that that is actually that will help things that will help things more than what you actually may realize mm. well let's go and start moving over to the SPHL let's talk about those Peoria Rivermen who are just flooding with excitement uh, with how everything is going throughout everything Mark I, I, I just heard that <laughs> well okay for starters the Rivermen have not played like they've been on a break they've been I don't think they've played since the last time we've recorded yeah I don't think so they 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 are still for they are still somehow first place as of the time of this recording. It may not be the case come Friday when they actually play again, because Roanoke still has another game to play. But the fact that they've are still in first place is pretty damn impressive, actually. <laughs> but now, but again, flooded with excitement, I should say. Yeah. So okay, fine, 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 fine. See, I'll actually talk about Bachelor the Habits of My Team. You don't. Uh, oh, I, I did on Monday. We're going to talk about that on when it comes to time to talk about my team. Okay, don't good, worry. good. You'll actually, you'll actually do that for once. Yay. Uh, oh, anyway. I do that all the time. Not on here. You you purposely try to hide things. But anyway, uh, 
Yeah, so apparently sometime around Christmas, uh, the Riverman locker room had a water pipe burst, and it was not a small burst. Now, this is partially because of said Arctic blast that we had. You know, there's probably some old pipes. There's probably a very common occurrence in a lot of places in the north even, too. A lot of pipe, you know, those pipes can't handle that deep of a cold. At like if there are older pipes, they can't handle that level of freeze. So what ends up happening is that once they start to like either freeze or start defrosting a little, they burst. And what ended up happening is that there was an actual freaking lake in the Riverman locker room. We're talking three to four inches of standing water. And it wasn't just the Riverman locker room either. Apparently there was some, like not as much, but there was some water in the visiting locker room as well. So now both teams are, whenever they, whenever the next home game is for Fury, which I think is like the first week of January, are going to have to be in uh, different locker rooms. Uh, and it's going to be probably like that for another like month. Mm. It, it's rough. That's a rough thing because, yeah. And Zhangi has apparently said like it's going to be like go being on the road when you're already at home. Yeah. Which he, he's saying like, you know, here's the thing. They've been a pretty good. You know, the been a pretty damn good road team this year. So you know what. Take advantage of that. Yeah, they're they're they you know they're seven and they're seven two and oh on the road and there's one six straight road road game, so you know that they uh that's just they they'll take the adversity. They you know what? Respect. More CrossFit, that's what I hear. Anyway. God, I know I haven't heard to be fair, they've been on a break, so I think they, they've been kind of chill with it lately. But yeah. not, but yeah, apparently they are back on CrossFit. It's just, it's like, oh no. <laughs> yes. Anyway, let's talk about Roanoke. Um, Roanoke, yes, they are yeah, they, currently as a nine one in, the last in points. They are tied nine. in points with Durban, but they do have had they have played two more games. Nine and one in the last ten, though. That's insane. Yeah, like, like, like can we just? I, but I think fair, they did loop, but that one is their last game, which was against Fayetteville. Yes, um, but still, I mean, can we just like kind of like look at can acknowledge like, oh, this team is like really good. Like maybe we should like look at this as a cup team because I'm starting to reach that kind of conclusion. They they are okay. We'll we'll talk about this later, but they're doing what I thought Quad City was going to be doing. Yeah, we need to talk Quad City. Cause, we'll, we'll talk. We'll yeah. talk about that. We'll talk about that. Okay, um, Evansville. No, Dan Bremner okay. and Aurelia Dogs. My goodness, they... You know what's crazy? You know, it, it's funny because they were called the Dirty Dogs last this past playoffs. They're one of the yeah. least penalized teams in the league. Oh, yeah. Like they, it feels they, like well, this is like a brand new team. It, it's kind of ridiculous, and they're a really good team. You know yeah. Ooh, you, ooh, ooh, ooh. I have... Oh, you know, I'm going to say this. Ooh, you know, there's another blue, yellow, and white Team, hockey team in Virginia, I think maybe Roanoke's better. Oh, oh, yeah. I just went there. Hey, you know what? I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm wrong. Mm. 
<laughs> just say the name say the name uh, yeah nor norfolk yeah you, you guys uh you guys kind of suck and i think roanoke might be better wow the only good team the only good players that Ron that that norfolk's gonna see this year is in a is in a couple weeks when the ECHL all-star game comes to town I am so glad the Predators are no longer affiliated with them. They literally ditched them. The Predators yeah. literally ditched the They can't the believe it. Yeah. I, I, anyway. I have a, here's the thing. I have a friend who's gonna who is either gonna they're probably gonna both agree with me for saying this, but also wanna slap me for saying this. <laughs> for Say for saying that about Norfolk. Oh, okay. Anyway, let's talk uh, about Evansville. Uh Pretty good still. Yeah, pretty good still. Yeah, and you know what they, you know, what, you know what? As of late, they are the one team that I'm actually scared when Peoria playing. They are the only team that I've been scared about whenever Peoria plays them. And you know what's sad? That there are next two games. Wow. And here's the thing: Evansville. They are the one team that I've been actually really afraid of. I wasn't. I was afraid of Quad City early on in the season. Not anymore. Evansville, though, they've still given me that fear. They've been playing excellent. They've been playing yeah. excellent hockey. I now, to be fair, say, they, yeah. they've still they well, actually, I was gonna say that they still play twenty two games, but they actually are still that still puts them third in percentage. So they're they are where they are, and mm. they're seven to three in the last ten, two straight wins. I mean, they, but currently. You know, but currently, as we're recording this, they are currently losing, losing to Birmingham. Yes, due to nothing, um, and two, early yeah. in the second period. Yeah, um, in but, Evansville too. Yeah, that did something again. Both, I feel oh, like fair, Birmingham. They, the whole middle section of the SPHL is just yeah, literally like eight. Well, really nine through one is basically like open season. So like. It's only a nine point say, difference. I would say nine. I would say nine through three more so. Eh, I disagree on that, but still. Uh, I mean, you want to no, actual the actual open season is like three through seven, like five forty five to six thirty six is the different well, in percentage. Like that's under point one. Yeah. Well, speaking of one of these teams, uh, Knoxville Ice Bears. A-L-M-A-O as a Huntsville fan. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? You're saying they not, Huntsville beat them on Monday 6-3, to three, and Huntsville is currently beating them 3-1, to one, and it's about the end of the first. Yes. And, M- Mark, of course, you know how that win occurred, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I so will it started, Knoxville was actually kicking the shit out of Huntsville early on. Knoxville yes. was kicking the shit out of Huntsville early on. And then I don't know I went what the hell talk- happened, but... No, 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 I'll tell you what happened. I went on Talking Miners, and I was just so upset with this stupid team, and I just willed it into existence. Now, to <laughs> be fair, Huntsville's still not a, the best team, though. I don't know, man. They're, they're, they you know, to, actually, they, right now, they have the same exact record as Birmingham. Yeah, like... They, they like Punzel, I think, is what, like, like again, it's the Glenda Tulio special. I think we're seeing the other side of the tunnel now. I am mm-hmm. convinced. Oh, oh, now that you've gone past, you couldn't beat Purish, and I had to be, you had to try to beat lesser teams. Mm. All right, buddy. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I went there. Oh, yeah. All right. Anyway, you know what's not funny, so... though, he actually just totally skipped over Shush Pensacola. Child. Pensacola. Yeah, Pensacola. 
Um, what are barely, you doing? Barely beating I mean, that's Macon. Where I think I had you. That's where, oh no, I had no, 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 no. Pensacola has been barely beating Macon and other teams. Like nah. But you no, know no, what no, though? No. They're they are still winning. They're seven. You know, they're no, winning, three. yeah, but not by much. But you know what? They're seven and three in the last ten. Yeah, still whatever. I mean, they, uh, I, they, they've made the improvements. At one point, it looked like they could have actually missed the playoffs. But now it looks like okay, you know they're actually getting stuff together. They're actually a pretty disciplined team too. They oh yeah, that, that's a very fair thing to say about them. So I mean, they honestly, I'm a little worried if they can actually get the jet if they can get the Jets going. Haha, they could be a team. They could be a sneaky team. They have Ooh. they have a good roster, but things have just not been clicking. But I think it's starting to, and if that's the case, might want to be a little worried. Because oh. it's Pensacola. It's Pensacola. That's something to keep in mind. It's Pensacola. Yeah. Um, but I guess let's go and move on. Let's talk about Huntsville. So I know Mark wants me wants just is going to love me, me saying all this. I'm going to kind of repeat what I said on Talking Myers a little bit, because, but now I'm not as upset. As I say that, I'm about to yeah. sneeze, so hold on. Okay, Mark, entertain them for a hot second. Well, you know, Huntsville, like, they've been just kind of not Huntsville. That's yeah. the best way to put it. They Huntsville's just not been Huntsville. They, yeah. you know, they're, how about this? They're doing what I thought Peoria was going to be doing early, like, early on in the season, Peoria was kind of looking, eh. well, well, right now, that's kind of how I'm feeling with Huntsville. They're kind of, eh. Yeah, that, that's very fair. Again, uh, as I talked about on, on um, Monday a little bit, Huntsville definitely, it, it felt like the entire team was underperforming. I still have some of that feeling, even though I, as I'm seeing things, again, I'm starting to wonder if we're on the other side of the tunnel a little bit of a slump. God, but, God the Alabama teams are really just the exact same team. <laughs> they're both 11-8-1, and they're 5-4-1 in their last 10. Wow. <laughs> the, the, they they are the two Alabama teams are very much neck and neck. Well, I'm excited to see what Hunt. I'm 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 going to go to the first uh, Birmingham Huntsville game. Uh, so I'm going to see what that's like. Yeah. See if I'm, see if I can uh, start up my streak and keep. No, wait, did my streak? Did I break the streak? You know about my streak, right, Mark? Wait, what's the streak? Okay, okay. You must have not heard like one of the Tom Myers when I talk about this. I still I have a streak where if I go to a Huntsville Havoc Birmingham Bulls game in Pelham, Alabama, Huntsville will always win. Oh. Like I it's like a 10 game streak at the moment. Like over the course of Birmingham's existence. Ooh, damn. Ooh, yeah. that's a that's a lot of pressure. Ooh. Ooh. So, yeah. I mean, so we're we're talking about both Huntsville. Like I guess we could what actually no I'm gonna kind of go off on Birmingham a little bit. Birmingham, you've lost Slay, three sister. straight. Now you maybe okay, they're now winning three to nothing against Evansville. So I think the losing streak is gonna probably end here soon, unless they pull a Knoxville. Uh, but still, they've lost <laughs> three straight going into tonight. Like, kind they've kind of fallen off a little bit because they looked like one of the stronger teams for a while, but now they've kind of. Uh, They've, they've fallen down some, but I, they still have a really good team. I think they can charge back up. I don't think this is actually how they are. I think they are lower than what their actual strength is right now. So, 
but it, it as we said though, like the, a lot of this middle area of the SPHL just it, it could be any combination. I can believe you. That's and right, speaking fair. of any combination, uh, let's talk about a team that's been on the lower. Yeah, yeah. Fayetteville. number eight, Fayetteville, Fayetteville, right now. Yeah, I mean, look, they're mediocre. Like, look, they're as mediocre as mediocre can be right now. Yeah, ten, ten, and they two. are. They are. They are the. They are the new Pensacola when it comes to point five hundred. Literally on everything. Yeah, just about basically. And yeah, but but Fable, like, they're they're doing what they can to stay alive. How about that? Yeah, they did. They did take a game. Like they've been kind of losing a lot to Roanoke lately, but they did take Tuesday, so that was a big win for them. That kept them. Above the line, which that makes another team below the line, and we'll. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm getting ready to talk about that. Um, and they're actually a very disciplined team as well. They're actually the second least penalized team. They're, yeah, but here's the issue: Fayetteville is just not a good team this year. They do not have they, no. They are definitely it's, not. Yeah. It's crazy that Birmingham is actually probably like a really good team, but they're only one point ahead of of Fayetteville. Yeah, right now. Now, of course, Fayetteville's played two more games, but still, it's, I don't know, like, it just shows, like, SPHL feels a lot close. like, I keep saying this, but it's just, it's just a lot closer, it feels like, this year. Well, I think also it's because some teams have played more than others. And I well, think yeah, that's the last thing, though, effect. but still, but even besides that, though, it just feels a lot closer. Mm. Well, let's talk but, about a team that that is definitely in a closer right now. A uh, quad city. What has happened? What yeah, happened to the three, crack team? Three, six, and one in their last ten. Three, yeah. six, and one in their last ten. Before that, they were seven, three, and zero. Oh. They're mm-hmm. now ten, nine, and one, and they are outside of the playoffs right now. If the season would end right now, they would not be in the Presidents Cup play- uh, playoffs. Like. Quasi definitely like they they they're they're definitely making trades, and I'm very interested to see what happens this weekend because they are playing. I think, let's see, Thursday, Friday, Roanoke, Roanoke. Yeah, but I I don't think they're playing. Are they? They're playing. Yeah, they're playing Saturday against Fayetteville, and I want to say they play. No, they don't. Thursday, no, Thursday and Friday they're playing. So they have three games to really kind of. They right, but they're they're also playing Fayetteville. Yeah, so they're they're taking they're they're taking the East Coast trip. Yeah, but I feel like they. This is definitely a chance with all the trades they have made. They have made some moves, and it's a different feeling team now. Could 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 they use this advantage to maybe climb up the spot and maybe reinsert themselves into the playoff picture? The, I mean, they're, they're still going to They're going to have to work for it against Roanoke. Yeah, against the potentially number one team right now. Like they, like Roanoke, has been playing like a team that could be first place in the league. They so quasi if they're actually gonna turn around, they're gonna have to freaking earn it, especially at Roanoke. Yeah, that, that's a, it's gonna be. I'll I'll be very curious to see how this game goes because if they lose both those games at Roanoke, I don't know. I don't know at that point. I there's a yeah. chance. Oh God, there's a chance that coming out of this weekend. Quasi is going to have a losing record. That's kind of weird to think about. That yeah. here's the here's the crazy part. Right now in this league, there's only two teams who have a below 500 record. 
Macon and Vermillion County, baby. Let's just go and talk about them. Let's just package yeah, them together. Yeah, I mean, let's look. Macon, Macon is definitely keeping things interesting and close. Vermillion County, 11. I'm annoyed. I still think there's a good team there. I still think there's a chance they can make the playoffs. But so it's just like, I have a uh, little bit of insider thing uh-oh. on Vermillion County. I wasn't sure if I was going to say this, but frick it. So they made a transaction the other day that seemed a little weird. Uh, let me just find it again. Because they made a few moves recently. There was a few things. Uh, yeah. Uh, Igor Borsev. Igor Borsev. They're a center on the team. Suspended by the team. Now, I was confused by this because he, he was on Vermilion County last year. He was on Vermilion County last year. So I don't know what the issue is, but from what I'm hearing, I don't know. But he, it seems like he's, I, I, I'm going to, I'm not going to say my source on this, but it sounds like he might be done, done. Like wow. it sounds, so that's a pretty decent sized loss. Cause like I said, he was on really kind of last year. Like he, he was actually somebody who actually came back and while his point production has been great, although he's on Vermillion County, I can't really fault him for that. Mm. Uh, seven points on the team this season so far. And it's not like he's bad or anything. Like he's a pretty clean player. And actually his one goal was a shorthanded goal. Crazy enough. Um, But yeah, he, I'm, I mean, I wish him well if he is done, but I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not entirely sure on that, but yeah, they're really counting. They are a frustrating team. They, I still say they have one of the best tandems in this league. Kuhn and Epp have on multiple, multiple, multiple occasions have stood on their goddamn heads and, it's fr- like I I want one of them on Peoria even, like they are good goaltenders, and the, just the team in front of them just isn't there. Like I, and from what I'm he- hearing, like new coach isn't that bad, but just what what can be done? What can be done to to kick this team into gear? I, I just I don't I uh, I feel like this is probably just going to have to be another um how do you say it really uh just kind of you're going to have to wait basically another year I think you have to kind of rebuild trust also that's kind of that's kind of the sucky part all I'm going to say is, look you know I'm going to be real blunt when I say this they better hope that they get another year. I, I hate to say that. I hate to say that. I really hate to say that. But the but fans are getting tired of it. Fan like it, it's. I just worry. I just worry because this team already came like the whole when when everything's settled and done. I want to talk. I want to fully talk in depth about this team mm-hmm. because this team 
and it's just been one wild story after another. Yeah, like like I said, like when the, like the the lawsuit kind of came out, um, I said I, I want to before the lawsuit even. Yeah, well, how no, the no, team no. was formed in the first place. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like when I when the lawsuit came out, I like I wanted like in like another year, like I want to like get together. I want to have a couple core people in on the story that were part of it, and I want to like do like a giant like probably like two part episode, like just talking about the team and like every event. Because because God, like, it's, it's such a story. Like here's the thing: I wouldn't want to do it unless the team goes under. Which, that, yeah, that's probably a fair point, but I, but I, 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 I don't know. To, I feel like you might agree with me here. I'm worried that it's going to come sooner rather than later. Yeah, I disagree there. Um, look, look, look at the attendance. Look at the attendance. Look mm. at the attendance. Okay, anyway. 491. Speaking of attendance. So 491. Speaking of, <laughs> anyway, speaking of attendance, uh, there's a good chance Huntsville um, tonight, as a recording, might have broken the SPHL attendance record because uh, they sold out their game against Knoxville tonight that is playing at the moment uh, last Thursday, I think. So there no, is a that, very not, solid well, what, chance. For a single game? Yeah, for a single game. No, there's no way. Well, what's the record? I don't... Well, here's I'm, the thing. Huntsville only holds like 6,000 people, right? So right now, according Peoria has, has had over eight thousand people at an SPHL game before. Well, at least they're going to probably beat their own record. Then I must say, like Peoria, Peoria has because remember, okay, remember when uh the Columbus incident happened? You know, Columbus's bus had an accident on the way to Peoria. That right. game was a huge like ticket seller for the Rivermen because uh that was coming off the heels of the Cubs World Series win. And Ben Zobris, the local guy, like the local player from from the Cubs, was the World Series MVP, and he was at that game. Oh wow, I didn't know that one. Yes, wow. yeah, that's why there was a crap ton of people there. Like there was like nearly nine thousand people at that game. But that same game was the game that Columbus was traveling for and had the bus accident that took out a lot of their team. It, well, it was a lot, like it was a so. And and I remember that game clearly because I was there and I was up in the upper bowl and I was packed in like sardines, mm. um, and it was one of the wildest games I've ever witnessed live or on TV because this makeshift Columbus Cotton Mouse team at the time nearly beat the Rivermen. They mm. took it. I think like they think they may have taken the overtime or some like it was close. <laughs> wow. It was, it was, but I think it was just because of what happened. I think, like, I don't know, but it was an amazing game. The Rubens still won that game, but I remember that clearly. So, yeah, no, it would not be a SBHL record. I don't even think the Rubens have that other SBHL record. I, I want to admit, now you, now you say, it, I think possibly Huntsville or Peoria has it. It's one of the two. No, because there's no way Huntsville has it because they only have a 6,000 arena capacity. No, no, they're able because the, so the 6,000 is because it just, the seats that well, because of the ice they managed to get a lot more people in. Well, I mean, it can't be that much higher than though. I believe Crano Kurtz Huntsville's current record is standing room only. It's around seven thousand people. That still would not be enough though. Yeah, but again, we'll have to like dig into the records. To well, no, like that. like I said, like at that game I mentioned, like there was almost nine thousand people. Mm. So I mean, that was like eighty nine hundred or something. Like it was, it was a lot. Remember. Mm. 
Remember, All right, well, anyway. Remember, Carver uh, Man can hold almost 10,000 people. Ah, uh, still. Anyway, uh, that has been it for this week's episode of Talking... Did I didn't, I'm going to say Talking Man. Wow. There we go. We've both been very busy. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm running on this on five hours of sleep when I woke up at 3.30 a.m. So. Yeah. Uh, this has been it for this week's episode of Two Minutes of Roughing. We shall see you next week, and we hope you guys have a good New Year's and uh, enjoy the hockey because there's a lot of it this week. They're catching up from the Christmas break. So yeah. have a good have a good week, everybody. Later. <laughs>